Awesome. I want to welcome everybody to church today. Thank you so much for coming. I want to welcome everybody that is watching us online right now. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Andrew. I am the lead pastor, and I am so excited. We're starting a brand new series today called The Advantage. Before we get into it, I'm holding an all-in-one communion cup. Um, if you didn't get one when you came in today, uh, I'll make sure that you you get one. This will be part of our response time uh, today. The first of every month, we try and take communion together, uh, not out of religious obligation, but out of remembrance that we have a relationship uh, with Jesus. Amen. And so uh, I'm going to transition. It'll be part of our response time today, communion. Uh, the second thing uh, that I want to uh, talk about is there's a table in the lobby. Uh, if you haven't signed up your kid for VBS, please go do that. Um, if you want to serve and volunteer that day, uh, I want to encourage you to do that also. It's going to be an awesome, awesome day. Uh, Sean and his team, they do a fantastic job uh, of just making Bible stories fun and just giving the kids a day to remember. My kids talk about it all the time. So uh, awesome. it's going to be an awesome day. So if you want to do that, I want to encourage you to do that today. All right. We are kicking off a brand new series called The Advantage. Are you, guys, are you guys ready for The Advantage today? Come on. As we talk about the Holy Spirit, as we kick off a brand new series on the Holy Spirit. Now, I know, and what I want to do today, let me just tell you what I want to do today. I want to inspire you to want more of God today. I want to inspire you to want more of the Holy Spirit, okay? That's what I want to do today. That is my goal today, is that you would desire more, okay? I cannot get into everything today. Today is a foundational teaching on the Holy Spirit, and I want... I'm hoping God will stir something up in you to want more. And it is not by mistake that you're here today. God has wanted you to hear this message. This message is for everyone today as we receive the advantage. Amen? Amen. And so let me just... Let me just give you a flyover of, of my life, and then we're going to talk about um, what, where God has been, what God's been doing over the last six months, uh, because it's important to know where we've been, because it's important to know where we've been and where God is taking us, because he's been taking us somewhere every single week, uh, uh, every single Sunday. God is leading, I believe, up to this point where we we experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit, okay? And so let, let me just tell you a, a little bit from uh, my experience with the Holy Spirit because uh, what I love about this church is one that everybody is in different places and there's some of you and they're like, I didn't even, what is the Holy Spirit? I don't know how to spell it. Like, like what is that, right? Sounds scary, right? Let me say And then there's some of you that uh, grew up in, in a church that taught that the Holy Spirit really doesn't exist anymore. It's like father, son, the other guy. We don't talk about the other guy. The gifts ceased with the disciples. And so it's a, it's a very like a faux pas type thing. You know, well, we don't talk about that guy, right? His other name is Ghost and we were, ghosts are scary, right? And so and so you grew up not knowing a lot about it. And then there's, there's some of you that grew up in uh, a very charismatic church and, and, and 
you've had some experiences that have scared you away from the Holy Spirit, okay? And, and, and so let, let me just put your mind at ease. We're going to demystify some things today, okay? When the Holy Spirit moves, when we receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to go through all of it, the difference today, the Holy Spirit doesn't take over your body and make you do things that you don't want to do. Okay, because some of you are afraid of the Holy Spirit. Like, I don't want to be screaming out in a different language or I don't want to start Jericho marking, marching around the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen to me. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. And here's the truth. Those people were weird before the Holy Spirit. Okay? Just weirdos. You know what I mean? And, and so don't let weird people be like, oh, I don't, I don't want that. Listen, this is the scheme by Satan to make the Holy Spirit unattractive because he doesn't want you to have the advantage. And so I grew up in a very charismatic church. Uh, the Holy Spirit was very normalized in, in my life. Uh, at a very young age, I, I was, man, I heard people speaking in tongues and prophesying and healing, casting out demons. Like that was my upbringing. At the age of 13, at the age of 13, uh, I received the gift of speaking in tongues, okay? And, and let me just confess this to you today. Your pastor prays in tongues every single day, okay? It, it, it is an awesome gift, that, that some of you are going to get uh, during this series. Okay, it is an awesome gift, and, and I use it to edify myself, to build myself up. It's, it's a powerful gift, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't know what to pray all the time, and so that's why I pray in my prayer language, and, and it's nothing to be afraid of. It, it, it's, it's a gift from the Holy Spirit, okay? And so I, I, I just want to let you know and just kind of normalize these things because I think some of us have heard bad stories or experienced bad things with Holy Spirit people. And I just want to demystify that, okay? I just want to demystify that and normalize that, okay? That, that these are gifts that the Holy Spirit wants and desires for us, okay? And then here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. So receive my gift and in, 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 in praying in tongues at 13, started drinking alcohol at 14, started doing drugs at 15, okay? And so this is what I wanted to know. Man, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are powerful. They're awesome. But we still have the choice whether or not we're going to follow God and allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us, okay? He doesn't possess us or take over us. Man, there's times where I wish God would possess me to make right decisions. You know what I'm saying, okay? But Satan possesses, right? Like, like, like Satan wants to make us slaves, right? God isn't looking for a bunch of possessed slaves that don't have choice, and so I, I just want to bring a balanced understanding of what the Holy Spirit is. It is the advantage, okay? Now, how many competitive people do I have in the room? Just just raise your hand, okay? Like, I got some competitive people that were so competitive, like, I got, I was the first one to get my hand up. Like, do I get a prize? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, to my competitive people in the room, I'm a competitive person, okay? That's how God created me. Um, and, and 
if I were to tell you, I can give you an advantage, and with that advantage, you will win every single time. Like my competitive people are like, yes, absolutely. I can dominate my opponent. I want that advantage. A hundred and oh, I can go a hundred and oh, sign me up. I want to win. I just want to win. I want to dominate my opponent. Now, some of you who are less competitive, okay, you're like, oh, is that really fair? Like who exactly is my opponent and will I hurt them? You know what I mean? Like, Guys, listen, our opponent is the devil, okay? Our opponent is Satan, okay? And he wants to kill, steal, and destroy your life. Like, that is his goal. And and some of us today are living without the advantage in my life. And I'm hoping by the end of today that all of us today are walking out with the advantage of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for every person that is in this room today. God, Holy Spirit, we speak revival over this place. We speak healing and breakthrough and miracles over this place today. We bind and rebuke the lies of the enemy right now. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, we pray right now that this would be an atmosphere of truth, that you would speak, that we'd hear your voice. Holy Spirit, help me get out of the way, all of you and none of me, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen Amen and amen. I just want to, before we get into this, um, and and we we recap of where God has been, been taking us over the last several months, Two weeks ago, the Lord's like, you need to start speaking out miracles and healings and revival. And last week, after first service in the prayer cove, a woman who was deaf for 15 years in her left ear is no longer deaf in her left ear. Come on, somebody. Guys, this is just the beginning of what God wants to do. He, man, he's re- the Holy Spirit is ready to pour out miracles and healings, and more of his power. It's whether or not we're going to receive it. All right. So in the beginning of the year, the word that the Holy Spirit gave me for us this year was broken. Many of you are like, try again, pastor, okay? 2020 was broken. I don't want another broken year. But the reason why God said, okay, 2021 is going to be a year of brokenness is because God wanted us to get to position our hearts in a place of humility that we would come before the Lord in a humble position before him and allow him to break some places in our lives that we've never allowed God into those areas of our lives. Why? Because he wants to heal those places. And King David said that God is close to the brokenhearted. And so God, by by saying, I want you to get broken, what he was saying is, I want to get close to you this year. I want to draw close to you this year, and I want to heal all the broken spots in your life, the spots that you've never told me about, you've never spoken about. I want those places in your heart. So we got broken. We humbled ourselves. We allowed God to heal us because he's got more for us. And then we jumped into a series called Shaken. Everybody's been shaken. Like, Like never before in history has everybody gone through the same thing right? 
Everybody has been shaken. I don't know anybody who hasn't been, their life hasn't been, been hurt or, or changed through the pandemic, right? And so, man, God allowed, he didn't, he didn't do it, but he allowed his church to be shaken, right? And, and the statistics show that 35% of people have not returned to church but yet. And so God's like, okay, I'm going to shake my church. I'm going to allow my church to be shaken, right? And we acknowledge, yes, we've gone through some hard things, but what is God doing in the background in this moment? And what he's calling us to, he's calling us to maturity, He's calling us to take our next steps with God. He's, he's calling us out of milk into meat, right? And so that was my promise to this church. I will talk differently to you, that, that I would lead this church into a place of maturity. And then the next series, The Curse and the Blessing, the one we just finished up. And man, what a powerful service that was. The first part as hundreds of people put hundreds, maybe even thousands of curses on that cross and said in Jesus' name, in the act of faith, in Jesus' name, this generational sin is stopping with me. It's not going to get passed down to my kids or my grandkids. And we stopped generational sin and we nailed it to the cross and we said in Jesus' name, it is finished. And then we were able to step into the blessing and talk about the promises of God and the blessings of God. And two weeks ago, I would say about 85% of the church came down front and had me pray over them the Father's blessing. And just, man, I've had many conversations with people of just the acknowledgement of not having a good earthly father. But also having the acknowledgement that we have a perfect heavenly one who loves us. He can't love us any more than he loves us right now. He's proud of us. Come on, you are a son. You are a daughter. And, and, and many of you received the blessing of the Father for the very first time. And, and so here's the next step, receiving the Holy Spirit, okay? Here's the next step, getting the advantage, all right? And so what I wanna, where, where I want to start today I want to start in, in giving the roles of all three because we need all three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need all three that have distinct roles in our lives. So the Father, when, 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 and the Holy Spirit and Jesus were involved too, of creating the universe and the earth and Adam and Eve. But after six days, the Father said, I nailed it. Okay, he's, that's what he said. He said, I nailed it. It's good. It's very good. I'm going to take a nap. I don't know what he did. He, took, he rested on the seventh day. Everything that he needed to do, he did in six days, okay? And then sin happened. And I had this conversation with my 10-year-old and 7-year-old this week. Um, they're like, Dad, what was wrong with Adam and Eve? Like, like, why did God put that tree in the middle of the garden that they weren't supposed to eat? Like, why did he do that? And I said, listen, sons, he did that because he didn't want slaves. He, if you don't have a choice to love, it's not love at all. If you don't have the choice to obey, it's not obedience at all. You, we're just a bunch of slaves, right? Satan makes slaves. Like God sets us free, and he wanted to create, uh, he wanted to create humanity who was in his image, who, ha who was able to choose love, right? to choose obedience. And so they messed it up. Sin came into this world. And Jesus is like, 
okay, I know I need to come now, right? The father's like, okay, son, you need to get ready. At some point, you need to come. And so the father sends the son. Jesus does everything he needs to do in 33 years. Come on, he, he did it in 33 years, and he said it when he was hanging on the cross. What does he say? He said, it is finished. Everything the father sent me to do, I completed it. I finished it, okay? And so there's the father, there's a son. Now, Jesus says to address the father, we, we should think about God, God the father, right, as the heavenly father. Jesus, right, is the son. And then we have the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is the one that is active in our daily lives. Every single day, he's active. Now, we use the name of Jesus in our prayers and when we pray over things because there's no name like the name of Jesus. There is no name that carries the power that the name of Jesus does because the demons know the name of Jesus and they run and they flee when we use it, okay? And so there's power. There's power every in that name of Jesus. And so we use that, right? Jesus says, hey, when you pray, address the Father in heaven. Okay, but the Holy Spirit is the one who is active. He's the one that is active in our daily lives, okay? So what did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? John 16, five through eight. So Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says this, but now I'm going to him, the father who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. And so Jesus would, I mean, just think about this. He's hanging out with his disciples. Think about if you were a disciple and Jesus keeps telling you, I'm going to leave. Okay, like this is the Messiah. Like, like you have God in flesh. How would that make you feel? That would make you sad. You would change the subject every time he would bring it up, right? That, that's what they do, right? And he would bring, I'm going to leave. Hey, did you see that apple tree? Jesus, can you tell us a story, right? Like it was, he's like, man, you guys, every time I bring this up, you get sad, right? Every time I tell you that, that, that I'm going to die, I'm going to go away. And, and there's a story in the Bible where, where Peter gets so upset at Jesus because like, like Peter's like seeing this movement of God, right? Like, like just this, this uh, thousands of people are coming to hear Jesus. And then Jesus says, well, if you want to be my follower, you need to eat my flesh and drink my blood and everybody goes away, right? And Peter's like, will you stop doing that, right? Will you stop telling people these weird things and, and, and that you're going to go away and die, right? And Jesus is like, get behind me, saying, right? Like, and, 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 and so there you see this, there was this lack of understanding with the disciples. Why did they have this lack of understanding? It's because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wasn't active in their life. Okay, let's continue. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is your what? Come on, let's say it again. It is your what? It is your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And so Jesus is saying, look, if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit can't come. And it is, that's your advantage. That's your helper. That's your counselor. That's your comforter. Like, like if I don't go away, you don't get this and you need this. Let's continue. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, concerning judgment, 
because the ruler of this world is judged. Okay, let's go to that word convict, okay? In our current culture, we don't like that word, okay? Because that word is associated mostly with getting arrested, going before the judge, getting convicted of a crime, and then going to jail or, or something bad, right? And so that, that word in our current culture isn't a great word to describe the Holy Spirit, right? Because he's not arresting us, right? He, he, what he does, a better word for us today is that the Holy Spirit is convincing us of our sin. The Holy Spirit is convincing us that there's a better way to live. The Holy Spirit is convincing us that we need to be in right standing with God. Like that's the best place to be. Like there's no better place to live in, other than being in the right standing with God. And so the Holy Spirit convinces us that following Jesus is the best way to live. Okay, let's continue. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Okay, so what Jesus is saying right now in this moment, he's like, listen, disciples, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle it. Like, you don't, you can't spiritually or mentally or even physically, you are not capable of receiving everything I have for you because you don't have the supernatural living in you. And so you can't handle it. You can't contain it because you need a helper. You need an advocate to help you do those things. When the spirit of truth comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, <clears throat> he will guide you into all truth. Come on, who wants a guide? Come on, who wants a guide through life who is guiding you? For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will declare to you the things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So you see, all three are in that one sentence. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit right? And so Jesus is saying, look, 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 man, the helper, like you need the helper. You need the advantage in your life. Now, everything that has ever happened to me that's good, like any type of success that I've had in my life is all because I had the advantage. It's all because I'm working in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working through me, guiding me, leading me. Listen, I am not that good, okay? Some, some of you are like, Pastor, I think you're good. It's kind of mean to say about yourself. Guys, I'm not that smart. Yes, I have a college degree, but man, I tried to do it without the advantage, okay? I tried to live without the advantage in my life, and I couldn't physically feed myself, okay? Like, this is this is me without the advantage, okay? Don and I had a moment where we're looking through our couch to find change to buy a 29-cent hamburger, okay? Without the advantage, we literally couldn't feed ourselves. But look what happens when we use the advantage. 
You just saw it on the screen today. We're helping feed over 600,000 people now with the advantage of the Holy Spirit. All the success that I've had is by following the Holy Spirit. Several years ago, there was this young church planner. You're like, what's a church planner, Pastor? Uh, a church planner is someone who starts a, a brand new church, okay, that does not exist. They don't take over one. They start a new one, okay? And this guy, like, his church sent him out. He was part of a big mega church, and they gave him $100,000, and they paid his salary for the first year, and, and they had all really nice stuff, and they had this great launch team with people that used to be on staff at church, and, 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 and they, had, they were set up really, really well, okay? But they were, they were struggling. They were struggling. And he heard about our story, about how within four, four and a half years, God had given us a building, and just not any building, a 42,000 square foot building. And he was just like, how did you do that? Like, like how did you do that? He's just like, 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 explain to me. Like, he had a notepad, and he's just already, like, explain to me how that happened. And I said, well, um, you know, we, we moved here. You know, the, the organization that we moved here cut us off. They didn't want us to be part of them anymore. And so uh, we came out here with $7,000. We literally knew nobody. We had never, we had been to Colorado like once before, but we didn't have any connections. We had no idea where to plant the church, okay? We had $7,000 and a bunch of misfits that wanted to start a church, okay? And listen, none of us had any staff experience on a church at all. Not one of us, okay? The only thing that we, we had was, was desiring to see people uh, reached for Jesus. Like, like, that was it, okay? And, 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 and so, he, he, you know, he's asking me, you know, like, you know, what kind of worship leader you had? I'm like, we didn't have one, okay? Like, we came and started a church with $7,000 with a collection of a bunch of misfits and no worship leader. Okay, like, if you put, you know, if you put us next to each other, okay, like, who are you going to bet on, right? Like, of, like, in human, and when you're looking at from a human perspective, like, this guy that had the mega church, that had all the background, like, he's going to win, right? But here's the thing. He didn't have the advantage. We did. And, 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 you know, I'm going through, yeah, we stayed in our basement, you know, for six months. And, and you know, we did everything in the basement for four years. And, you know, we, uh, we started in a movie theater. And, and, like, he's writing this stuff down. And I'm like, bro, I know what you're doing, okay? There's no formula. And, 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 this is, and I said, listen, this is what you need to know. It started a year before we came here. Okay, because it doesn't make sense that we made it. Okay, it started a year before we came here, and my wife and I pledged to the Lord that we would pray an hour of day, an hour a day, every single day, and many times it was just in the Spirit for this city and for this church. And I said, "That's where you need to start." Okay, that's where you need to start, and you need to figure out whether or not you're even called to do this. Okay, because if you're trying to do this without the advantage, it's not going to work. Okay, and unfortunately or fortunately, that church no longer exists anymore. Okay, and 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 from a human perspective, there's no way we should have survived, and they didn't. But we had the advantage. The Holy Spirit was going before us. He was guiding us. He was leading us the whole 
way. And, and as your pastor, that's what I want you to have. I want you to have the advantage at your workplace. I want you to have the advantage in your home and in your marriage. And the Holy Spirit is leading you and guiding you because this is where success comes from. It comes from being led by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So many of us have been accessing the benefits of salvation, but not the benefits of the Holy Spirit. Many of us have been using the benefits of salvation, but not the benefits of the Holy Spirit, okay? So accepting Jesus Christ gives you the benefit, okay, of salvation, which is forgiveness of sin, healing, and eternal life. Pretty awesome benefits, right? Like awesome benefits, you you know, accepting Jesus gives you, and you have the Holy Spirit, okay? And this is where the confusion comes in, uh, but also I don't have the Holy Spirit. Listen, when you accept Jesus Christ, you have the Spirit seals it in you, salvation in you, okay? Salvation is not your car keys where you can misplace them and lose them on accident, and you're like, honey, I lost my salvation yesterday. Where is it, right? Like, it's, it's not that. Like, like, the Holy Spirit seals us, and we do have the Holy Spirit. It's just that some of us, there, there's a separate step, and you're going to see that uh, of accessing the benefits of the Holy Spirit that comes with being baptized in the Holy Spirit, okay? And so let, let's look at the second one, uh, is water baptism, Okay, because there's two baptisms, and I want you to see the first one. That is water baptism, and it is a public declaration of your private decision to follow Jesus. And we're going to do that next week. And if you've never been water baptized, man, I want to encourage you, sign up today. Man, don't wait. Man, Jesus got baptized in water. You need to get baptized in water. And if you got sprinkled by the Catholic Church, that did not count, okay? You didn't get to pick that. You didn't get to choose that. You need to make a public declaration of faith. Jesus says, if you publicly acknowledge me, I'll publicly acknowledge you. And so it's, it's a really important step in our journey with Jesus. Okay, and, and so um, it, it's a public acknowledgement. You are a new creation, and so it's just this symbolic gesture. Man, I'm going down. My old flesh is away. Right, my sins are being washed away, and I am coming up a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am a son. I identify with a son and a daughter of the Most High. Okay, important. Jesus did it. We need to do it. Okay. Now, you don't have to get baptized in water. And you don't have to get baptized in the Holy Spirit to go to heaven, okay? That has nothing to do with your salvation, all right? But why would you just live a life without accessing your benefit package, okay? It would be like you starting a job and, and getting a 401k and getting dental and getting health insurance and, and, and not using any of those. You have the benefits, but you're not using them. And that's what it's like, uh, uh, you know, when we don't access the benefits of the Holy Spirit. They're there, we're just not using them, okay? So there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is, access, this is the act of accessing the benefits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we're gonna, um, uh, we're gonna talk more in detail over the next couple of weeks of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and different gifts that, that happen and, and how they're used within the church. And we'll get to that. I just, today is just all about inspiring you to want more of God, specifically wanting more of the Holy Spirit, okay? Wanting more of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Jesus 
tells us that it is better that he goes so he can send us the Holy Spirit. And so I want us to understand this third, this second baptism, okay, the second baptism is the baptism of Jesus, okay? And I want us to understand that Jesus never water baptized anybody because that wasn't his baptism. That was John's baptism. Jesus never, it was always his disciples that did the water baptism. He never did because he was saving this baptism for us. Okay, let, let, let's read it in Acts uh, 19, 1 through 4. Now, this is a specific uh, instance that happened and, and certain gifts came upon them when Paul prayed over them, okay? Let's read it. While Paulus was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior region until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Now, we don't know how Paul knew that they were believers. Probably they were talking about Jesus and he just kind of rolled up on them and, and heard what they were talking about, okay? Look what, look, look what he asked them. He says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed. Now, he's not, he's not talking about salvation here, right? He's not talking about salvation here. They said, no. They replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism? And so he, he's referencing that there's another baptism. He, he says, well, what baptism did you experience? He asked. Well, they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus, that we would experience the baptism of Jesus. Let's continue. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of who? Of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There are about 12 men in all. Okay? And so this is a specific instance where these people had no idea what the baptism of Jesus was, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? And when Paul laid his hands on them, they received the baptism of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and what happened is they received gifts of prophecy and speaking in tongues. And so I just want to, to normalize this for our church. It's not a weird thing. It's not a thing that died with the disciples that it is for today. And this is what gives us the advantage when we step into some of these gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. We should desire the baptism of Jesus because this is the advantage. He is the helper that we need. Like I could not live without the advantage. And I don't want you to live without the advantage any longer. Side note, I ask the Holy Spirit to fill me every single day, okay? I ask Jesus to baptize me in the Holy Spirit every single day, okay? So you can't get enough of this baptism, okay? It's not like water baptism, right? It's not like salvation. Like you can ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit every single day, okay? And so we're gonna do that in a moment, okay? But, but I, I wanna ask to see if anybody needs to commit their life to Christ before we... we take communion. We're going to take communion, which is awesome that God planned it this way, that we're going to take communion, right? We're going to remember what Jesus did, 
And then we're going to allow the Holy Spirit, we're going to get baptized in Jesus today. Amen? Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. I never said yes to him, and, and I need to today. Or you've drifted from the truth. You, you've drifted from God, and, and you just need to make a recommitment to follow Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you today, just slip up a hand. Yep, just slip it up. You can just put it down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And I would just ask this morning that we would all help those that are making the greatest decision of their, of their life today and repeat this prayer. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give him a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. You can go ahead and, and, and take out your, your all-in-one here. If you didn't get one of these, just slip up a hand if you want to take communion with us. One of the ushers will come and, and make sure you get one so you can take communion. Jesus gathered his disciples together and he was tearing pieces of bread off and, and he's handing to each one of them. And he said, this, this is my body that's gonna be broken for you. This is my body that will be, be torn apart for you. And the promise isn't that we'll never be broken. The promise isn't that we'll think, we won't go through things that won't tear us apart. Actually, that, that's what's gonna happen. We're, we're gonna go through some difficult things, but Jesus is saying that you don't have to stay torn. You don't have to stay broken because of my body, you can be made whole again. Because of my body, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. And so as we take the bread today, let's remember and thank Jesus for the sacrifice that he made with his body. Let's partake. Thank you, Jesus. Take the juice out. <clears throat> in Jesus' case, it was wine. In our case, it's juice and, and it represents the same thing. It represents his blood. And for us, some 2,000 years ago, away from that point, it's kind of like, what, blood? What, what do we need blood for? Well, at that point, we were under what was called the old covenant and the old system. And the system was is that you would bring a sacrifice to a priest and it was that priest that, that would kill that animal, and it was the blood of that animal that would cover your sins up to that point, okay? And so five or 10 minutes later, when you sinned again, you were back under the power of sin. And so what Jesus is saying, th this is it. Like, this is the last sacrifice that will ever need to be made. Past, present, and future sins are now covered by my blood, no longer will you have to go to a priest and, and have them sacrifice an animal for you. You can go straight to the source, and the source is Jesus. When he was hanging on the cross, he said, it is finished. It means all of the power of sin is broken in our lives because of the blood of Jesus. And so as we drink the juice today, man, let's thank Jesus for his sacrifice that he made for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank 
We're not going to transition into our response time. And here at Passionate Life Church, we like to make it easy uh, and helpful for you to respond as your pastor. This is the most important time of the service. And if you are curious about learning more about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we have a, a Wednesday night prayer night from 7 to 8.30. We, we have specifically a room that's uh, spirit-led prayer. If you just want to discover more of that, I want to encourage you to come during that time. Um, if not, man, I want to encourage you to get prayer, okay? We, we've got three stations here today where you can connect with God. Uh, the first station, the station of the cross, man, you can write anything you want and stick it to the cross and say, in Jesus' name, it is finished. That was Jesus' promise to us, okay? And then the second station is the station of the altar. Man, if you just want to come and get alone with God, you can do that during this time. And then uh, the station of our prayer code. Man, if you want to experience uh, and invite the power of God, God, guys, we serve a God who still wants to do miracles. We serve a God who still wants to heal. We serve a God who wants to do great things in our life. And sometimes we just need to have somebody agree with us whatever it is that we're going through, okay? If you can, please stand to your feet. If you want the baptism of Jesus this morning, okay? If you desire more of God, if you want the advantage in your life, I'm just gonna ask you to hold your hands out, okay? It is literally the Holy Spirit is going to give you a gift, okay? Listen, you don't need to be nervous. You don't need to be scared. What you're going to experience, and I have many people first service tell me this, you're going to experience a supernatural presence of God's love, okay? The fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? The evidence of the Holy Spirit, the first one's love. And God needs us to feel that supernatural love, and so as we receive the Holy Spirit today, as we get baptized in Jesus today, you're going to feel Jesus. You're going to feel his, his love today. Holy Spirit, you see your people in this room that desire more. We need the advantage. Jesus, you said that we need it. We, we can't handle all that you have without it. And so we... we Hold our hands out right now this morning, God. And we, we, we ask that we would receive everything that you have in store for us. Right now in Jesus' name, I baptize everybody in Jesus' baptism. Right now, Holy Spirit, go. We receive you right now in all of the gifts that you have in store for us. Right now, Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way right now in this response time. In Jesus' name, amen.